Welcome. This week we're going to learn Parshas Emor. So the beginning of the Parsha, it talks about Kahanim, that who is a kind allowed to marry? So a kind head says, Isha Zoyna Vachalola Loyikahu. They shouldn't marry a Zoyna or a Chalola. Chalola is that she comes from a apostle of marriage that uh, her father married somebody that was usher to her, usher to him. So she's a Chalola. Loyikahu. And he also shouldn't marry a divorced woman. Why? Because the Kain is holy, he's Kaddish, and uh, his Kedusha does not allow him to marry a Zaina Chalala or a Grusha. Now, a Zaina Chalala, I understand, because there's, there's something wrong with this woman. She's a Zaina or she has a psal of halala, so the, so the Kedusha does not allow to marry somebody who's puzzle. He's too holy for that. But why can't he marry a Grusha? What is, what, what is she? I mean, she's, she's, uh, she's a kosher woman, she's, uh, she's not married, she's a Pnuya, so why can't he marry a Grusha? What's wrong with a Grusha? I mean, an Almona, he is allowed to marry, He's allowed to marry a previously married woman, but if she became previously married through a divorce, he's not allowed to marry her. So is the problem because a woman that went through a divorce is maybe had a contentious time with her husband and they had a fight and it wasn't good for the Midas. Okay, but that's nothing to do with Kedusha. You could say uh, a Kayan should uh, maybe have a, a, a Ruiga life and he shouldn't marry a contentious woman. I mean, if that's what it means. But it has nothing to do with his Kedusha. Why does a divorced woman who is not married and she's a Pnuya and, and is, she's not possible in any way, why, couldn't, why, why should he not marry her? How does that impact his Kedusha? So... In Pasha's Kisaitse, no. Pasha's Kisaitse talks about the Pasha of, of uh, Gerishin, of divorce. So a person who, uh, you know, Gumatsu Dover didn't get along, he didn't like what she did. The Gemara says, even if she spoiled his tafshal, even if she uh, burned this food, these lot of they could divorce her. So, there was a, a reason that he's divorcing her, so he gives her a get. And he divorces her, he sends her away. She leaves his house. She marries somebody else. And doesn't work out with the second husband either. He hates her. So he also, he also gives her a get and he sends her away. Or if he dies, either way, I mean, either, um, you know, that marriage doesn't work out or it, or it ends because he died. Or maybe it did work out, but he died. Or it didn't work out and he gave her a get. The first husband is not allowed to take her back and marry her. It's called the Iser Machser Grushosai Lachesh and Isis. You cannot remarry your divorced your divorced wife after she had already been married to somebody else. 
And the Pasuk adds, Achrei Asher Hutamah. Because she was Hutamah, she became Tomei, which is the language of Arias, Asher Hutamah. Why is she Hutamah? What did she do? She married, she was free from him, she married, she was divorced, and then she, and she was a Pnuya, she was Mutalashuk, she got married to the second person, Kosher V'yosher, all the Rabbonim, the Rosh Hashivas were there, it was Gewaldic, everyone was happy about it, and then either he died or they got divorced, and now he wants to take her back. Where was she Hutama? What did she do? So I think what the Pasuk is saying here is that, that um, when a person divorces his wife, there is always a little bit of that relationship is left there. It's not completely eradicated. There is a dormant relationship when you divorce your wife. There's a little bit of that relationship left there. And that, but that relationship does not forbid her to marry somebody else. She can go, okay, it's not enough. That, that, that little bit of relationship that's left there is not a nation's ish. She can marry somebody else. However, if he takes her back, then that dormant relationship is chayzavinir. It was dormant for a while, but then once he takes her back, it reawakens the entire relationship retroactively, even not to the point where uh, where with the conversion with the the, the second nesuin uh, is bottle, it's killing we married nations ish, but it it brings it to life, you know. Um, Rav Pala used to say, as as dervus kumt, whoever comes to his yeshiva, dervus kumt, ungetavek, is a raya as kemonish given. If you come and you leave, it's, so that means you were never there. And I'd like to add to that the corollary that dervus getavek, kumt zurik, is a raya kemonish If you leave and you come back, that means you never really left. Because you just left temporarily, but then you know you came back, so so you, it's not really that you left. So when so same thing over here, a person divorces his wife, so they left, but there's still something dormant. And when he takes her back, so then it's a riot that he never really left, that this relationship was always there. Now, now it wasn't always there to the point where, where, where retroactively it would be mamish like, like the second husband married a, a, a nation's ish. But there was, that second relationship was there. If you take her back, then that second relationship was there during the, her marriage to the second person. Then that relationship which you reawakened was there during her marriage to the second person. Therefore, retroactively, her living with the second person was a kind of tumor because she was living with another with a man where she was really had a, a, a more active relationship with her first husband retroactively. So therefore you're not allowed to do that. Because but if you don't take her back, then it always remains dormant and therefore there's no problem. But if you do take her back, then retroactively she was Utamo and then it's also for you to live with her. That's what, that's what the Pasuk is saying. So maybe according to this, you could explain over here also that Akayan, this, this dormant relationship 
It's not no relationship. There is a dormant relationship there. And that dormant relationship does not answer her to people. She's not a nation sish. However, a Kayan who is Kurdish should not marry a woman who has a dormant relationship with another person. That is what the Pasuk is saying. She is a Kshera, there's nothing wrong with her, but she has a dormant relationship with another man, and it's not reawakened, he didn't take her back. But even if he doesn't take her back, there is something there, there is a dormant relationship. There is a sleeping relationship. Therefore, you should not marry a woman who has any kind of relationship with another man. That is a stira to Kedusha. That's what I think the Pasuk may be saying here. Yeah. Okay. So, a little bit further in the Parsha. It's some very interesting Pesukim here. We're talking about the list of the... The Parsha starts here to list all the the mayadim and all the halachas and the, and the, the, the mitzvahs and the karbanas and all these things. So, so, sounds like this. Dabra el bnei Yisrael v'marta aleihem, mayadei Hashem ha-shetikra ayisom mikroi kodesh, elohem mayadoi. It sounds like elohem mayadoi, as if there should be a colon after that. Elohem mayadoi introduces a list. Elohem mayadoi, these are, these are my mayadim. And then, so the Mepharshim want to know, how does Shabbos at the head of the list of, of Mayadim, Shabbos, now Rashi says, Rashi does not ask you why Shabbos is in this list, or why this is the first. He's saying, introducing a list of Mayadim, and the first thing that you introduce is Shabbos. Rashi is not bothered by that. Rashi is bothered by something else. We're talking about Mayadim. Why do we have Shabbos together with Mayadim? Why are they together? So Rashi says to teach us, if you mechal some Mayadim, kill you mechal Shabbos. Fine. That's why there is a juxtaposition of Shabbos and the Mayadis. But why is why is that the first thing that's mentioned on the list? Ele Mayadoi and Shabbos. You should say El Mayadoi, tell the Mayadim, tell Shabbos afterwards. And then you'll say that Shabbos is coming to tell you. But why is Shabbos at the top of the list? That's the first me that's, you know, struggle with this. But the, the, the Rechaim also asks that there's a double lotion here. Twice. Mayadesh. And then again, what's this? Why? It's repetitive. What is, what's, what is he saying? And then later, it says again, after Shabbos, then you say it again. So you say it once, and you say it twice, and you say it three times. So what's the reason for this? And also, if you look at the Pasuk, you know, we know that, uh, that uh, from elementary school grammar that a sentence has a subject and a verb. You know, uh, the man went. You know, so you have a subject and a verb of what he did. That is a sentence. The man is not a sentence. It doesn't have a verb. What about the man? doesn't say anything. It doesn't say a description of him. doesn't say like a predicate adjective. The man is tall. It's nothing, just the man. That's not, that's not a sentence. So here, the first part of this uh, of this pasuk 
ומטה ליל, מיידי השם אשר תקרא איסא מיד, אשר תקרא איסא מיד מקראי קודש. The מיידים that you shall call מקראי קודש is what? There's no, there's no continuation. The sentence is, is katua. There's no, the rest, I mean, is like, like uh, mikra mesuras, that you have to provide your own verb to this. It's like, it's, and then he says, elhem meyadai. So, and then he repeats it, elhem meyadai. So what is this sentence saying? So Rashi says that the first time it says, meyadai Hashem, mikroi koidesh, that is referring to Rashi, el. Uh, yeah. you know, left the far places and it was bad weather and they're stuck on the road and they won't be able to get to your shlime in time for Leel Regal. So Bezin is allowed to insert a second Ador and then the Pesach, instead of coming out in, in, in uh, that time, it comes out a month later. That's what the first Pesach is talking about. The second Pesach Rashi says, before he's talking about the second pasuk later, after Shabbos, that's talking about Kiddush Chaydish. That Bezin is Mekadish the Chaydish. That's Mekroy Chaydish. I think like this: when 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 there is a Ibur Hashana, the Bezin is actually deciding. Bezin is actually controlling when the the month happens. When the, when the Yontif happens, it's supposed to happen in, uh, whatever, March, and, and, and they decide, no, it's important, people are coming, or other reasons, the Gemara has a number of reasons why, so therefore, they decide, and they move Pesach to April, or to, I don't know, whatever. But, but, but Bezdin is the one who, who, who sets the time of the Mayad. Whereas by Kiddush HaChodesh, Bezdin doesn't set the time of the Mayad. The time of the Mayad is when the new month comes, the new Levana. That's when, that's when 15 days after the new Levana, that's when it's Pesach. But when is new Levana? You have to have Aiden, they come. So Bezdin's over there to adjudicate, to, to, to take evidence, to, to, to establish when is the Levana. But Bezdin is just, is not doing anything uh, on their own to decide where it is. Bezin just following the process that the, how do you know when the Levon is? So two of them have to come and they say, Bezin has to question them, you have to establish evidence. That's how you, so that's not called that Bezdin decides when the month is going to be. It's called that it's happening through the work of Bezdin. So you could say, Mekadesh Yisrael V'Rosh Chadoshem, or Mekadesh Yisrael V'Rosh Chadoshem, the Mekadesh Yisrael Shehei Mekadshem, because Lamaisa, if Bezdin wouldn't do anything, then then there would be, time would pass, and then Meshemayim Mekadshem would be later. So since Bezdin does their work, it comes out a day earlier. So therefore, it's called that through Bezdin's work, you get to that, that's when the Chaydish was. But it's not really Bezdin 
placing the, the Mayant at that time. Whereas if it's then Bezdin places the Mayan at a time of their choosing. They choose to do it a month later. That's what Bezdin does. So the first Pasuk is talking about Ibrashana. The second Pasuk is talking about Keshachaydesh. Now let's read the Pesukim. This is what the Pasuk says. Mayadi Hashem Those Yamim Toivim that you will establish through Ibrashana, Eloheim Mayadai. I consider these my own mayadim as if I did it. That's Elmadev is not there's no colon colon, colon after Elamadai. That's not the heading of a list, Ela Emadai. It's it's a statement about the the Mayade the Mayade uh the Mayade Shemash Tikraisam. Those that you decide, if you decide to make Pesach a month later, Elahimayadai, I accept that as if I did it. These are my mayadim. That's what the pasuk is saying. The pasuk says so. There's no, there's no duplication here, and there's no half. There is a, there is a, a subject, and there is a verb. Those months that you are mekadesh, I consider them to be my mayadim. That is a complete sentence. So the second part completes the first sentence, and it tells you how the Rebbeinu looks at what Bezdin did. I look at it, as if I had decided, I endorse your work, and if you did it, I did it. That's what it says, But later, and then he says Shabbos. Okay, so, so now, first he tells you a klal. You know, Ibar works, and whatever you do is considered like my, my mayadim. And now he goes and he tells you, there's, we have Shabbos, and then we have Yomim Toivim. Now he's saying, these are the Mayadim which are established through Kiddush HaChadosh, and he goes and he lists all the Mayadim. So the list actually starts later. The list doesn't start with the Elohim Mayadai. The Elohim Mayadai was not the head of a list. It was an explanation. It was a conclusion of the first part. Elohim Mayadai. Do, do whatever you establish in that's good, that's fine. That's as if, the same thing as if, it, as if it had been a regular year. It's the same thing. I accept these fully. That's one statement established. Okay, now let's get to the list. Now the list starts with, the, the, we didn't have a heading to this list. There's no heading. Now we start saying, you have Shabbos, and then you go through all the all the Yom Taivim. So, so everything is in its place. And Elam Adai is the, that's the, is the, uh, it's telling you that those that you established in Ibrahashana, those are Mayadai and I consider them. There are other Diyukim in the Psukim which work out very well with this, but I'm not going to belabor them over here. I don't want everybody to lose patience. <laughs> okay. Now, for, so now we have after Pesach, now we're standing in the Maya Sphira, and here's the mitzvah of Sphira. So you have to have 50 days, 49 days, 50 days. So um, the Gemara says in Menachas, Yeah, we, we have to count the days and we have to count the weeks. And that's what we do. We count days and we count weeks. It says Chamishim Yom and it says Shavashabos, it's Mimas, you have Shavuos and you have Yomim. 
I usually don't say things that I hear from other people, but I want to say over Vart that, uh, that I heard from my Chavrusa, Yosef Chaim Kohn, my co-author on the Guide to the Guide uh, on the Rambam, brilliant man, a very good friend of mine. So he said, he said, he said like this, he has, he has a few questions. He says, the Yomim, when we count Yomim, we count right, we count right away the Yomim. When we count the day, the first day, the second day, we count it at night. As soon as the day starts, we count, the, we count that, uh, that day. Whereas if we count the weeks, we count it when we reach the end of the first week. Why don't we count the week when at the beginning of the first week, just like we count by the day? The first day starts, we don't wait for the whole day to be complete and say that this was uh, a day. We start right away. This is the first day, the beginning or the eighth day, or whatever it is, in the beginning. So why don't we do the same thing for, for uh, weeks? We should count at the beginning. So if you tell me for some reason that weeks have to be counted at the end, then we should count it at the end of the week, not at the beginning of the seventh day. We should count it at the end of the seventh day. Why do we count it at the beginning of the seventh day? If, well, how do you count weeks? If you count it at the beginning of the week, you should count it at the beginning of the first day, when the week begins. If you count it at the end of the week, then you should count it at the end of the seventh day, when the week ends. Why do we count the week at the beginning of the seventh day, which is not at the beginning of the week and not at the end of the week? And also, yes, another question, that when it comes to the days, we count the day only once. We don't count it at night and in the morning and the afternoon. Every day we count the day one time. So why do we count the week every day? Why do we count the week one time? The beginning, at the end, the middle, one time count the week. Why do we need to keep counting again and again the weeks? These are very good questions. So, So, this is what he wanted to say. I think it's, it's a, no, sometimes I wish I had said it myself. That's what I'm here. You know, like this. When you have the, the numbering systems that we have, the way, the way we use, a decimal system, that means that if you have, let's say, the number uh, 13, so we have columns. We have the 10 column and the 3 column. So it says a 1 and a 3. That means we have 1 10 and 3 ones. If it says a 5 of 52, means you have five tens and two ones. That's how we do it. It's a ten-based system, decimal system. But what if, what if the, the first column was not ten? It was a different number. Let's say it was five. So if it said um, one, two, one, two, that would mean a five and a two. That would be seven. So the reason why one, two is twelve is because the, one the, the first column column to the left is a 10 column. It also could be a different number. With the, the world, for some reason, I think the Romans tried to change the ones, but, but the, the, the system is a decimal system. It's all based on 10. Why 10? 
I don't know, maybe Rabban Shalom made that, everybody does that. But everything is based on a 10. Those, those societies that can count up to 10, some can only count to 3, as I once mentioned. But, so when you get to double digits, the first is 10. But, so what, when the Torah says you should count Shavuos, there's something special about Shavuos that has to do with, with the Sphera. You count the Sphera, you count the days, 49 days. That's, so that's the count. But there's also something special about Shavuos. You have, you see, Api Kabbalah, you know, Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, Netzach, Malchus, seven times. So every day and every, this week is called the week of Chesed. This week, there's something, something, I don't know how this has to do with, with uh, Pesach or Shavuos, but there is something here that has to do with weeks. Right? So the Torah says that you should count Sphira with a decimal system, which is normal. That's called Yomim. You should also count it with a seven-base system. That means that the first, the first digit would be the, the, uh, the seven, and the second digit is the one. So that's what it says. So when, it, so when you say that uh, this is Shloisha Shavuiz, Vashisha Yomim Laimer, Basically, you're counting days, but instead of counting it, if you would say 36, that means three tens and a six. But if you say three weeks and six, that means you're counting the first column is weeks, so three sevens and a six. That's what it means. Shavuosham means three sevens and a six. So that's what it means to count Shavuos, not to count weeks, but to count days through a weak system, through a, de- through a septimal system, not with tens, but with sevens. So the first week, so you always count the beginning of the day. Always count the beginning of the day. The first six days, there is no difference whether you're going on a decimal system or you're going on a septimal system. There's no difference, it's all the same. So the first six days, you count units. You count six units. When you come to the seventh day, then if you're going with a septimal system, you end up with a, with a different, not the units, you're going into the other column, which is weeks. So then on the seventh day, you say, Shvua Echad. This is Shvua Echad. And then, and, then, and then you continue. Let's say it's the middle of the week. So you say, I am Shavuah Echad, Yomim. Because why, why are you mentioning Yomim if you count Shavuahs? Because you can't think with a septimal system. So you have to have both columns. You have the week and you have the days. So Mela, that's what you have to do. So really, it's very well resolved. I think it's wonderful. Thank you very much. I hope to see you again next week.